Uh, welcome. Uh, let us begin with a prayer. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Our beloved Father who art in the heavens, hallowed, sanctified, glorified be your name. Our beloved Jesus the Christ who intervenes for us, hallowed, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our beloved God the Holy Spirit, uh, hallowed, sanctified, glorified be your name. Uh, Father, we ask you today that you may give us a meek and a humble heart, uh, just like our beloved Jesus of Nazareth, and that you may open our minds and give us of your understandings, comparing a spiritual truth uh, with a spiritual truth. Uh, this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So the last time we went over a lot of... Uh, uh, truth that the Lord teaches uh, in the Holy Writings. Now, today we're going to do a little uh, not summary, but basically we want to make sure that as we progress, you know, as we grow in spiritual truth, uh, there are differences. You know, progress is something that man uh, supposedly does but growth is something that the Lord gives so in order to grow in a spiritual truth uh, you must in the name of the Lord uh, by faith accept the truth that the Lord teaches you in the very beginning if you do not then uh, you're going to wrestle with this and the Lord is not going to give you more understanding uh, this is just how it is in the spiritual things. I mean, the true spiritual things. <laughs> so, so what do I mean by this? So, by now, if you've been, you know, paying attention to what the Lord says and teaches you, uh, He has told you through a Moses, a prophet of God, that the Lord created all things into existence. Uh, whether visible or invisible. You know, you are God's creation. Even in sin, you know, this is what the Lord teaches, but uh, the uh, truth that the holy writings uh, present to you through Moses the prophet is that he is the creator. So he created all things into existence. Life is not something that you can attain yourself. God is life. Now, the name of God, our God, is the Lord. Uh, this is why uh, when Jesus was asked uh, which was the chief of all commandments, Jesus himself said, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. The Lord your God. So the name of our God is the Lord. Um, and, and you're going to learn later why you know, God makes that distinction. Uh, there are many gods, you know, created by uh, demons. Uh, Lucifer himself wanted to become God. And, and also, you know, fallen human beings, some of them have even been so presumptuous to uh, think of themselves as gods. But all of this is just 
deceitful. Uh, the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. This is what God teaches you through the prophet Jeremiah. So uh, it's not the book, it's not the writings, it's the prophet. So whatever the prophet of God said. So God's prophet said that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. So by now, if you accept this truth, that the Lord is the creator, now he will give you more understandings. And, you know, deep things that the Lord will teach you. But you need to realize that if you do not, because you don't believe the Lord, uh, just know that, you know, either you believe God, either you believe the Lord, or you believe whatever you want to believe, or you believe, you know, teachings of man, uh, wisdoms of man, um, teachings of, you know, demons and uh, Lucifer uh, himself, either or. So I chose to believe God. But this is individual. You know, this is not a group thing. Uh, this is either you believe God or you do not believe God. This is between you and the Lord. But the truth that he has presented to me is the same truth that he has presented to you. The only difference is that either you will believe him or you will not believe the Lord. Uh, this is what he tells you happened in the Garden of Eden. You know, Eve did not believe the Lord. She ate of a fruit of a tree that the Lord said, do not eat from the tree. And what God told man that would happen, that actually happened. And what the serpent told uh, Eve that would happen if she ate of the fruit that God said not to eat, uh, that didn't happen. So because Eve believed the lie that the deceitful uh, serpent, you know, who is Lucifer, uh, told her then, Believing the lie is is what God calls sin. That was the sin of the woman. So the tree itself is not evil. The fruit is not evil. Is what she thought she could become if she ate of that fruit. She believed it. Literally believed it. And believing the lie is sinful to the Lord. And thus sin. Now, this is truth that the Lord teaches you. Now, you were not there. Neither was Moses. Moses knows this because the Lord tells him. And what the Lord tells him, Moses writes. So Moses is no writer like you would consider somebody to be a writer in this you know, time. Moses is a prophet whom the Lord brought into the existence to use... Moses to do his bidding. So Moses uh, chose to obey the Lord and he accepted what the Lord had planned for him. In other words, you know, Moses could have said no to the Lord when he manifested himself to him, when he revealed himself and said to Moses that he is the Lord the God of his father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
So Moses accepted the Lord's purpose to deliver the children of Israel, the children of Jacob, out of slavery from the Egyptians. Now, we talked about the differences between, you know, a slavery and servitude. Now, sometimes servitude wants to be presented as slavery, but that is not the case. Now, many people will probably give you a definition for slavery, but you're going to learn from the Lord what slavery is and the difference between servitude and slavery. Now, Jesus himself said that he had come to serve and not to be served. Now, you need to understand that God himself came into this world and he was born of a woman. He was conceived not in sin. He was born not in sin. And he lived a life without sin. He did not even commit sin in his thoughts. This is the Lord. But he became a man, just like you and I. But he said that he came not to be served, but to serve. Now, Jesus also put himself as an example. So your example to follow is Jesus from Nazareth, the Christ. So Jesus calls followers, not leaders. Now, there is a distinction between the things of the world. Uh, remember, you know, things in the world have their place. Uh, human science says, you know, all the things that you see in the world, uh, you know, they have their place. But uh, do not mistake the things of the world with the things of the Lord, spiritual truth. This is way different. And this is the discernment that you need to have in making that distinction between one and the other. You cannot understand spiritual truth with any human methods, any so-called scientific methods, or philosophical inquiry, or whatever you think you know. Uh, this is just you know, deceiving yourself. Uh, this is why the Lord says that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. So Jesus told his disciples that people do not believe what the prophets of God tells them. They don't tell you a theology. See, these are things that a man have created so they can introduce their own teachings and present them as teachings from God when God has not told them such a thing. This is what the Pharisees and the Sadducees used to do. Now, God knows us, and because of that, he will still send his prophets. Now, he sent his prophets, and through the prophets, then he spoke. You either believe what the prophet said, or you do not believe what the prophet said. But you're going to believe one or the other. And the, and, and the Lord tells you this because he created us. Now, he created us so that we may, you know, believe the Lord because he is truth. Uh, the Lord is not going to deceive you. But he's also not going to tell you, you know, things that he knows in his wisdom are not to be yet revealed. 
but he will reveal things to you. And out of those things that he reveals, he gives them to you so that you may use them in your daily life, even in this sinful world. Now, it's really up to you. You make the decision. This is between you and the Lord. No one else. You cannot blame somebody else. This is going to be just you and the Lord. And God has been um, the same God to everyone. In other words, you know, the same truth that he has presented to me, he has presented to you. And so you couldn't say that one was favor over the other because that is not the case. The Lord came into this world and died on the cross for you and for everyone, even for those who will not accept the Lord. See, he has given the way. The way is not a concept. It's not a theology. It's a being. It's the Lord. So he is the way, the truth, and the life. Whatever the Lord tells you is truth. Now, he is life. Now, you learn that um, Adam didn't create himself. And this is what uh, the psalmist in Psalms tells you, that nobody created themselves. No one did. See, the Lord decides who is who. And so what you are is who you are in the Lord's creation. Now, to understand this, you need to understand and accept and believe the Lord when he says that he created all things into existence. Now, knowing this, you will learn that not everything that the Lord creates is the same. What, do I, what does the Lord mean by this? So, as you begin to study the holy writings, you realize that God created everything. He created man. But you also notice that in spite of man coming from one couple, Adam and Eve, and then after the flood, you know, only Noah and his children were saved by the Lord. And then you learn that from them, the sons of Noah, the earth populated yet again. So even though we all have similarities, right? We got two arms, if you're considered to be normal, uh, two legs, two feet, two hands, fingers, toes, nails, etc. So if you don't have an arm, you know, you're missing an arm, right? It makes sense to you. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope. But notice that even though you may have two arms, there are differences in you perhaps in the way you look. Now, this is from the Lord. Now, you need to accept that even though, you know, we have similarities, we may look different. But this difference has to do with God's creation. You see, the Lord says that he is the one that opens the womb and he closes it. Uh, you're about to learn that with uh, Abraham and Sarai, uh, who was uh, not able to have children. 
Because, see, having children is not something that man decides. It is God who opens the womb. Not only does he open the womb, but he teaches you that he's the one that formed you in your mother's womb. So your mom wasn't thinking about, you know, okay, I'm going to make a leg, going to make the toes. It is God who created you. Now, there are differences, and you also learn that because of sin, you know, the consequences of sin, you see. And so, you know, even how you look has to do with the fact that, you know, because of sinful nature, you know, sin has degenerated creation. But yet, in God's mercy, we still have intelligence, you know, thanks to the Lord. (laughs) And so, but it's important for you to realize that, you know, accept how you are, you know, and accept the fact, and I don't like to use the word facts because uh, sometimes people call facts when they're not facts, but uh, uh, let me use the word that the Lord uh, teaches us, you know, by creation, you were created by God. This is the truth. So there is no superiority amongst human beings, even amongst uh, heavenly beings. So you're going to learn that even though God created heavenly beings and heavenly beings have the image of God, the image of the Lord, the express image of God is Jesus himself. But all heavenly beings were created in God's image, and they have the image of God and his likeness. Yet you learn that they do not have a physical body. They were created spirits. So this is with heavenly beings. But they're not all the same. And you see, you need to realize this because this is how God created. So God created seraphim, cherubim, angels of light, and other heavenly beings that he does not mention clearly, but he does tell you at the same time. What do I mean by that? Well, think about it. You know, God doesn't tell you how many days, I mean, how old the earth is, but he does tell you. You see, he created the earth on the first day, and then he created man on the sixth day. So the earth is five days older than man. But is that important? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, (laughs) well, it is important because God did this thing, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, and he said, let there be light, and that was the first day. It is important, but it's important for you to realize that is how long you live that is important because the years that you have, God has given to you, and every day is an opportunity for you to come to the Lord. You know, and then the Lord will forgive you. He'll redeem you, and he will give you of his Holy Spirit. This is what he says. Do you believe him? This is between you and God. But what's important for you to also understand, which is spiritual truth, is that all heavenly beings have the image of God. But they were not endowed the same 
are different. So cherubim excel in power because God created them like that. The seraphim are powerful, but they're not as powerful as the cherubim. But the cherubim, God presents them as having four wings, and the seraphim as having six wings. So seraphim are the fastest, and amongst them, you know, one over the other. And this is because the Lord created so. But there are also angels of light who have two wings. Now, why do I bring this into the uh, human creation? Well, because you need to also learn that God created man to occupy the positions from which uh, heavenly beings who did not believe the Lord fell from. So, God is telling you that he is the one who creates a sheriff and creates a seraphim or a seraph, singular, angel of light. Now, the difference is that amongst the heavenly beings, none of them believe themselves to be superior over the others. But, I mean, if you think about it, you could say, well, the uh, cherubim are the ones that excel in power. Yeah. But you see, the cherubim know that it is God who created them so. So whatever they are is because of God. It's not them. So what they are is by the power and the grace of the Lord. So the only supreme being is the Lord because he is the one who is the creator. Now the seraphim, who are the fastest, um, so picture a seraphim fly. Two wings that cover the face and their upper body and with two, their lower body to their feet. And with two wings, they fly. Slowly, slower than a turtle. But when they're sent to do God's bidding, they are the fastest. <laughs> so even in perfection with your sight, you cannot see them. They are fast. Now the cherubim are fast, but they're not as fast as the seraphim. Because you see, the one who created the seraphim created the cherubim. And so the seraphim doesn't believe himself to be someone because whatever he is, is by the power and the grace of the Lord. So all creation looks at his creator and the creator, the Lord. Angels of light who are the miners. Uh, let me use the lesser. Uh, So, if you say, um, how to put this in, in a context, still spiritual. So, basically, they are the less endowed. 
from amongst the cherubim and the seraphim. Right, and there are other heavenly beings that the Lord mentions, but he doesn't, as I explained to you, that he teaches you that the earth has five days older than man. He doesn't tell you that, but he tells you indirectly. Um, and these things are of the intelligence. He's there. You just have to, you know, well, it's really not you, but the Lord who opens your mind. So these heavenly beings also do not, even though, let's say, they compare themselves to the cherubim, they're not as powerful as a cherubim. But they know that the one who created them created the cherubim. So the cherubim are what the Lord says they are. The seraphim are what the Lord says they are. And so it is with the angels of light. Now Lucifer himself was a covering cherub, honor of the Lord, but he was also an angel of light. And it was in this form, an angel of light, that he showed up in the desert to tempt Jesus. He was given, uh, actually, um, in the desert, he was given permission to tempt the Lord. And he did. So he presented to Jesus as an angel of light. So Lucifer was a covering cherub and also an angel of light. Fascinating, right? This is the Lord. This is, I mean, he's the one who uh, creates and decides what you are. And so the same happened with human beings. Uh, the way you are created in the sight of the Lord, you are going to serve a purpose of the Lord. And so we are all servants of the Lord. And this is what you're going to learn. That's why there is a difference between servitude and slavery. But humanly speaking, you know, slavery is thought to be of servitude. Um, uh, for example, let's just say a prophet Isaiah and also Jeremiah. The Lord tells them, is there someone who can advise the Lord? And and, and the answer is no. I mean, let me. <laughs> so, so amongst the heavenly beings, there, there are not advisors who advise God what to do. Uh, there are no engineers. There are no artistic heavenly beings that you know are going to create something with art uh, these are just things of this world you know and they're all gonna end you know they have one day when the lord will return a second time and then he puts an end to these things this is why he says it is vital for you to take advantage of the years that he has given you so that you may seek the lord this is what's important now, so this is important to, to know because, see, out of Adam and Eve, you see men and you see differences. And the most obvious might be in the colors of the skin. 
and you see the differences, but yet, you know, you still have the image of the Lord. This is the same with heavenly beings. And I'm introducing this to you, which is a truth that the Lord uh, teaches. So what you look like, how you are, it is by God's creation, period. So accept what you are, but know that what you are is not yet revealed. This is what the Lord teaches. But he does tell you that in the heavens, he says, no one will marry, but will be like heavenly beings. Because that's what the Lord had in mind when he created men. Just know that. So you are what you are because the Lord decides it to be. Not other heavenly beings. Not other human, you know, human beings. Uh, it is God himself who decides. Now this is why you will also learn that when Jesus was living on earth, there was hatred between different peoples. Uh, between, you know, um, the people of Israel and, and other peoples. But you learn that God came to bring peace in Jesus. So God's wisdom and God's power, meaning the Lord, it's a being, is the Lord himself. It is Jesus. So remember, uh, this is why you cannot explain other than what the Lord teaches you, meaning the Lord says that he created the heavens and the earth, but can you explain that? Of course you cannot. But you accept it by faith if you believe the Lord. So either you believe him or you do not. But what the Lord also teaches that even though he created men in his image because of sin, men lost the image of God, but he's doing a new creation. And he began by giving us a new mind. And the Holy Spirit is the one who is giving us a new mind. Uh, he's taking the heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh. But you need to you need to be able to see how God creates. What do I mean by that? So look at creation. So you look at the animals, for example. You see differences in animals. See, God created animals according to their kind. But even within their kind, there are differences. Now, man, he created in his image. So there are no kinds of people. But the difference is in how God endows the being. This is what the Lord teaches. This is from the Lord. So not all beings are endowed the same. They're different. And you can see that in heavenly beings. See, the cherubim... Do not believe they're superior to the seraphim. Neither the seraphim believe they're superior to the uh, heavenly beings of light. Because what they are is not of themselves. It is God who created them like so. Does it make sense? Uh, if it doesn't, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get to 
more of this truth when we're there with Jesus himself. So they're not all the same. You know, and this is the this is the main thing that you need to understand. God creates uh, heavenly beings with his image and likeness. He created men in his image and likeness. But you also learn that he created men a little lower than heavenly beings. Cherubim excel in power. Seraphim are fastest, but they do not excel in power, but they're powerful. And angels of light are lower than seraphim and cherubim. But neither of them believes to be superior among the others. Does it make sense? But they're different. And the differences are very clear. I mean, the Lord is telling you that the cherubim excel in power. (laughs) (laughs) And the seraphim are powerful, but do not excel in power. But they're fasters. Amongst the cherubim, they only have four wings. You see, there are differences. And the differences is laid out in how God decides that he's going to endow that being. He has nothing to do with what, you know, the cherubim possesses, for example. Uh, For example, let's say on earth, you know, fallen human beings departed from the Lord. Everybody went on his way. And so people make up their own things. You know, they attribute whatever they want to attribute, you know, to be so. You know, they create their reality, for example. But it doesn't mean that's the reality. You see, there's only one reality, and that's the one that the Lord creates. So this is what the Lord is teaching you in the very beginning. This is why he says, in the beginning, the Lord said. Remember this. Because this is why he took time to explain to you that everything that exists, even things that you don't even know that they exist, are there because God created them. Nothing created itself. So, heavenly beings, there are no kinds of heavenly beings. There are heavenly beings. But the Lord has endowed each being according to his wisdom so that they may fulfill God's purposes. So we are all servants to the Lord. And Jesus, who is the example, the only example, he gives the example of servitude. Now, he constantly said that he had come to this earth to serve the Lord, to do God's will. That is his food and his drink. This is what the Lord said. So you're learning that doing God's will is food so you can live. That was something that we talked about you know, in previous sessions where uh, the Lord clearly explains to you that you know, he is life and that life exists because he created it and he sustains life. So remember, yes, 
there are differences when you see a cherubim, when you see a seraphim, and when you see an angel of light. He tells you those differences. But those, no, those are not differences of superiority, but what the Lord endows each being to become, to be. You see, a cherubim cannot become a seraphim. Neither a seraphim can become a cherubim. And, I mean, a cherubim and a seraphim wouldn't want to become an angel of light because they are the lesser. <laughs> but what you do learn is that those that retain their position, and this is uh, Judas who teaches you this, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, those who retain their position with the Lord, those who did not abandon their positions, they, they stay loyal to the Lord, they understood that what they are is by the grace and power of God, the Lord. So what the cherubim is, is not of themselves, but of the Lord. And this is why the cherubims do not believe themselves to be superior when they are, let's say, in front of a seraph or in front of an angel of light. Because what they are is what the Lord says they are. And that is good. See, God says that he is good. And when he created everything into existence, he says that it was exceedingly good. So, they're not the same, meaning they are not endowed the same. But they're the same because they all have God's image, the likeness of the Lord. They manifest the image of the Lord and his likeness and you're going to learn this uh, because God will teach you what that is. It's not a, something that men you know, discover by asking questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is not. So we're going to uh, talk a little more about this you know, later. But it's important for you to begin to realize that Yes, I mean, we're all God's creation. You know, we're all the same in the sight of the Lord. But we're not, are not endowed the same. They are greater and they are lower. But even the greater in God's creation does not think to be greater than others. Because they see themselves by looking at the Creator. And they know that whatever they are is what the Lord decides. And that's a good thing. You see? And, and so this is why you're going to learn through Jesus when he was on earth all the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the teachings of other peoples, you know, with their gods and Whatever they taught, it was false teachings introduced by uh, demons, uh, Satan, you know, the devil, uh, man's wisdom, man's, you know, uh, understandings, but not the Lord's. And this is what Jesus always refers to. In the beginning, it wasn't like this. This is what God tells you. Because it was not what God had 
for men. But because men chose to commit sin, believe the lie that Lucifer told the woman. So because of that, then death entered the world. But death is the separation of life and the body. You learn this. So let's go back to God creating Adam and Eve. Then God destroys men because of their evil, because they're evil. And then only Noah finds enough favor in the sight of God because he's a just man. And his children and the wives of them are preserved, saved from the flood. Nobody else saved themselves. They all perish. They all die. And the death, remember what death is. The breath of life goes back to God. And the body returns to the dust. Where he was formed, the body was formed. Heavenly beings are spirit, meaning they're not breath of life. They have life given by God, but they don't have a physical body. Man does. So when God destroy uh, evil people, it only left Noah and his children. Out of those people, the earth populated again by command of the Lord. He is the one who said, be fruitful and multiply. Only something that the Lord could do. So out of those people, the earth populated again. But if you look at men, there are differences the way man looks. But that has to do with God's creation. You are what God decides you are. Period. And, and remember, it has nothing to do with what possessions you may have, you know, from a human uh, point of view, what position you may have from a human point of view. You know, if you have wealth, if you have, if you're rich, if you're poor, whatever that may be the case as a human being, that has no saying in what the Lord does. Uh, these are just things that because of, you know, sin, uh, the things of this world are not the things that God had prepared for us. But because of sin, you know, this is what we have. You know, we have garbage instead of the uh, uh, riches that the Lord would have given man if man has stayed loyal to him. But the Lord did not abandon us. You know, he came and he gives us the same opportunity for everyone. You know, the, the way, the truth, and the life is a being, and the being is the Lord, Jesus. So, it, it, it is impossible for you to explain, you know, why there are differences, even though we all have the image of God. You know, there are some differences among human beings, but that doesn't mean that one is superior over the other. Just like you learn about heavenly beings, where if you put a cherubim, you know, against a seraphim, for example, you know, the cherubim excel in power. God is telling you. And he excels in power because he made him like that. Do you get that? The same with falling heavenly, you know, falling earth, you know, he, uh, human beings. 
We are not yet, you know, what the Lord has in store for us. But we are going to be because he says that he will do a new creation. But that's yet to come. The important thing for now is that you know that you need to accept yourself however you are. You know, this is God who decided. But you're also going to learn that he will give you a new body. And he's giving you a new mind in Jesus. And what he has in store for us has not even come to humans' thoughts. You know, imagination. As somebody, you know, likes to call it. But it's thoughts. <laughs> so, so the Lord says, you know, that you exist because he created you. So be happy. You know, this is, you exist because God thought of you. You know, you exist because he said, I'm going to create you. He created you in your mother's womb. Your mother was able to give, to conceive and give birth to you, not because of her, but because the Lord opened the womb. And it was the Lord who says, I'm going to form you in your mother's womb. This is just beautiful truth. You see, but men, because of sinfulness, because of evil, uh, they are the ones who uh, fight over, you know, superiority. Uh, you're going to learn this through uh, Bible or spiritual teachings. Something that the Lord does not teach. This is just things of men. So, after that, you learn that a man, again, wanted to be famous. And so uh, they built a tower, they built a city, and they were, well, they didn't complete the city and they didn't complete the tower. God basically stopped them from doing what they wanted to do. You see, this is why don't pick a fight with the Lord. You're not going to win. <laughs> I mean, while it is truth, the because of men, you know, so much uh, horrific uh, crimes have been committed throughout, you know, human existence. It is not God's doing. This is man's doing. But God intervenes, and He intervenes, and He is the one that puts an end to those plans. So that whatever man seeks to do, God basically throws it down. You know, he impedes that men uh, fulfill, you know, whatever they want to do. Because the only one who is good is the Lord. So when God prevented uh, men from building a city to be a great city and a tower because they were going to put their name in there, it got so that that was evil. And so the Lord uh, uh, brought them down. You're not stronger than the Lord. That is just deceiving yourself. And, and so just know that whatever God says, that stays. Even in this sinful world, God says that men need to scatter themselves. You know, go to different places. 
not to unite themselves. Whatever unity fallen men seeks to do is just evil. See, they may tell you that they seek what's good for you, but the Lord says it is not the case. This is what God teaches in the Tower of Babel. What the Lord says is the man needs to be separate. You know, some people over there, others over here, you know, to uh, fill the earth. You know, uh, this is God's will. And so, this is just ho- how it's going to be. You know, no matter how hard you try in trying to do something that goes against God's will, is not going to prevail. You may think that you're getting there, but then the Lord is going to bring you down. This is just the truth. Now, you also learn about Shem and his descendants all the way to Abraham, or Abram, who, who is called Fuzz, and then God changes his name to Abraham. And then you learn about Abraham's family, you know, descendants. And then uh, God calls Abraham. We went over that. Uh, actually, no. We stop at Abraham's family. Uh, descendants, right? So, the Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. But weren't the people of the Tower of Babel wanted to become great? Well, you see, there is a difference between you wanting something and there is a difference between God doing something. So what God does is good. Because, you see, it's not Abram himself that will be great, but the Lord. You will understand this later. But he says, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haram. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haram. And they set out from the land of Cana, and they arrived there. Now Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morad and Shechem, at the time of the Canaanites were in the land. At that time, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offsprings I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent. With Bethel on the west and A or I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward Nebuat. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the families 
because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Now, remember, because of sin, you know, sin, you can see the effects of sin through human uh, beings. You know, everything goes in a decadent stage every generation. And this is why you see sometimes, you know, uh, for example, you know, some women who are more beautiful than other. And so Sarai happens to be a very beautiful woman. And so when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Now say you are my sister, so that they will be, so that they will be, so that I will be treated well uh, for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was a very beautiful woman. Uh, remember, though, uh, because of sin, you know. But once God does His new creation, it will be perfect yet again. But the Lord let it be so, so that you can see, you know, the um, uh, consequences of sin. Uh, you can see that in his creation throughout. Uh, and when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his palace. Now he treated Abram well for her sake, and Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household. Uh, plagues. Uh, so this was before, you know, Moses and uh, the uh, children of Israel. Uh, so Pharaoh summoned Abram, What have you done to me? He said. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife. Now then, here's your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men. And they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. So we'll continue the next week. Um, remember, uh, this is God teaching you uh, the truth. This is what happened uh, before your existence. And he's telling you through a prophet. Uh, this is no theology. This is what the prophet says the Lord told him. And he wrote it down. And this is what you're studying. So this is what happened before your time. But again, God is giving you the same opportunity uh, to come to the Lord because only through Jesus there is life. If you want life. Maybe you don't want to live. That is, will still be your decision. So this is between you and God. But no one cannot, can say that the Lord is not just because he has provided men the way and the way is the Lord. My prayer is that you may uh, choose the Lord uh, who is life and who can give you life in Jesus Christ. 
Whatever the Lord does is exceedingly good. Remember this. So God gave himself for you to have life in Jesus. So you're learning that people uh, die and you learn what death is because the Lord is telling you what death is. This is what he teaches. Now you either believe God or you do not believe him. This is your decision. I believe the Lord. Uh, Whatever you believe does not affect me. My faith is not your faith. You're also going to learn that this is however the Lord pleases. But what does, what the Lord does say is that he has given the same opportunity for everyone. So this is you. You decide. You decide to believe the Lord or not to believe him. So if you do not believe the truth that he has laid out to you up until now, you will not understand more spiritual truth uh, that is coming, uh, being taught by the prophets that the Lord you know, told them. You will not understand that. So this is not like uh, collecting data and doing some type of analysis. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Uh, with the Lord, if you believe the truth that he's giving you today, he will add to that truth later on. If you don't, he will not. You will listen to what's being said, but you will not understand it. And this from the Lord. May the Lord bless you, and we'll see you the next time.